St. Thomas' Summa, Part 3, Question 25, Article 3. Whether the image of Christ should be adored with the adoration of Latria. Objection 1. It would seem that Christ's image should not be adored with the adoration of Latria. For it is written, Thou shalt not make to thyself a graven thing, nor the likeness of anything. But no adoration should be given against the commandment of God. Therefore, Christ's image should not be adored with the adoration of Latria. Objection 2. Further, we should have nothing in common with the works of the Gentiles, as the Apostle says. But the Gentiles are reproached principally for that they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the likeness of the image of a corruptible man, as it is written. Therefore, Christ's image is not to be adored with the adoration of Latria. Objection 3. Further, to Christ the adoration of Latria is due by reason of his Godhead, not of his humanity. But the adoration of Latria is not due to the image of his Godhead, which is imprinted on the rational soul. Much less, therefore, is it due to the material image which represents the humanity of Christ himself. Objection 4. Further, it seems that nothing should be done in the divine worship that is not instituted by God. Wherefore, the apostle, when about to lay down the doctrine of the sacrifice of the church, says, I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. But scripture does not lay down anything concerning the adoration of images. Therefore, Christ's image is not to be adored with the adoration of Latria. On the contrary, Damascene quotes Basil as saying, The honor given to an image reaches to the prototype, that is, the exemplar. But the exemplar itself, namely Christ, is to be adored with the adoration of Latria. Therefore, also his image. I answer that. As Aristotle says, there is a twofold movement of the mind towards an image, one indeed towards the image itself as a certain thing, another towards the image insofar as it is the image of something else. And between these movements, there is this difference, that the former, by which one is moved toward an image as a certain thing, is different from the movement towards the thing whereas the latter movement, which is toward the image as an image, is one and the same as that which is toward the thing. Thus, therefore, we must say that no reverence is shown to Christ's image as a thing, for instance, carved or painted wood, because reverence is not due save to a rational creature. It follows, therefore, that reverence should be shown to it insofar only as it is an image. Consequently, the same reverence should be shown to Christ's image as to Christ himself. Since, therefore, Christ is adored with the adoration of Latria, it follows that his image should be adored with the adoration of Latria. Reply to Objection 1. This commandment does not forbid the making of any graven thing or likeness, but the making thereof for the purpose of adoration. Wherefore it is added, Thou shalt not adore them nor serve them. And because, as stated above, the movement towards the image is the same as the movement towards the thing, adoration thereof 
is forbidden in the same way as adoration of the thing whose image it is. Wherefore, in the passage quoted, we are to understand the prohibition to adore those images which the Gentiles made for the purpose of venerating their own gods, that is, the demons. And so it is premised, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. But no corporeal image could be raised to the true God himself, since he is incorporeal. Because, as Damascene observes, it is the highest absurdity and impiety to fashion a figure of what is divine. But because in the New Testament God was made man, he can be adored in his corporeal image. Reply to Objection 2. The Apostle forbids us to have anything in common with the unfruitful works of the Gentiles, but not with their useful works. Now the adoration of images must be numbered among the unfruitful works in two respects. First, because some of the Gentiles used to adore the images themselves as things, believing that there was something divine therein, on account of the answers which the demons used to give in them, and on account of other such like wonderful effects. Secondly, on account of the things of which they were images, for they set up images to certain creatures, to whom in these images they gave the veneration of Latria. Whereas we give the adoration of Latria to the image of Christ, who is true God, not for the sake of the image, but for the sake of the thing whose image it is, as stated above. Reply to Objection 3. Reverence is due to the rational creature for its own sake. Consequently, if the adoration of Latria were shown to the rational creature in which this image is, there might be an occasion of error, namely, lest the movement of adoration might stop short at the man as a thing and not be carried on to God, whose image he is. This cannot happen in the case of a graven or painted image in insensible material. Reply to Objection 4. The apostles, led by the inward instinct of the Holy Ghost, handed down to the churches certain instructions, which they did not put in writing, but which have been ordained in accordance with the observance of the church as practiced by the faithful as time went on. Wherefore, the apostle says, Stand fast and hold the traditions which you have learned, whether by word, that is by word of mouth, or by our epistle, that is by the word put into writing. Among these traditions is the worship of Christ's image. Wherefore, it is said that blessed Luke painted the image of Christ, which is in Rome. 